Hello, it's Rafaela here from ThreadUp. I continue to support the creative community through this crisis with all sessions now on video and phone calls. For details, please check threadup.co.uk. You can also find details of free check-ins I offer on my Twitter at threadup underscore and on Instagram and Facebook at threadup. Please share this. Somebody out there might need it. Stay safe and let's get through it together. Welcome to Psychomedy Daily Dose, the spin-off series of short episodes of Psychomedy. During this time of shutdown of the live comedy circuit due to coronavirus, I'm Nathan Cassidy, stand-up comedian and Bachelor of Science in Psychology. And three times a week now, on Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday, I'm going to be talking with a different comedian about the current situation, along with passing on some hopefully really helpful and positive strategies and coping mechanisms from the counselling professionals we partner with at threadup.co.uk. They're there to support you, and if you'd like to support this podcast, if you're enjoying what we're doing, please go to patreon.com slash Nathan Cassidy. I'm hoping that by sharing experiences and some positivity with comedians, we can all get through this together in the best possible way. Joining me today on Psychomedy, it's Eleanor Tiernan. Eleanor, hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. My happy yeah. neighbour, how are you? Yeah, um, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. How are had, you? I'm good. I'm good. We had the, the most socially distant of chats, <laughs> I thought, yeah. in, the, in the queue for Marks and Spencers the I'm other day. So uh, we were. We, we're, we're clearly both doing okay. Still queuing for Marks and Spencers. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, the only, it's the only shop you can get into though, isn't it? It's like any, anything else. It's like an hour queue around here. It's, um, yeah. Did you get one of the iced lollies that day? <laughs> I I refused and when he went past I thought no I don't want that and then two seconds later I thought I do want that <laughs> oh no I can't, I can't call her back that looks embarrassing yeah I had a similar but I was I was right at the top at that point so I, I didn't have too long to wait but I would <laughs> yeah no I definitely think uh it was a good good thing to go for, <laughs> for a yeah, while back that was great that was, that, that's yeah. the Marks and Spencer's difference that's that's, that's what you pay for the extra the free, yeah. <laughs> the free 10p lolly. So yes, I didn't ask you much in that very socially distant chat when I was shouting at you uh, from a distance. So how are you? How have you been for the last 10 years? How long has it been now? I'm not yeah. sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, it's, been fi- it's been fine. Yeah. Uh, I guess probably similar to a lot of people. It's like, like such a change of pace it's yep. uh it it took a while to adjust and initially i was a bit um uh i found myself uh you know frantically searching around kind of what what what, what am i going to do what's what's going to be my thing my lockdown <laughs> thing yeah. uh, uh, and I started actually started trying to do a podcast uh, and I got two episodes in and I realized I don't have anything to say <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was doing this, yeah I was just doing this like little end of the day podcast and I, I you know I would, uh, I would you know <laughs> you haven't done anything you haven't done anything did, had you yeah I did two days and I realized this this is going absolutely nowhere <laughs> what am I doing so uh having signed up to hosting and all that stuff I I just I ended it uh, yeah that's that's why i'm doing it this way around if you ever ask me a question like what have you been up to i'd panic i'd be like nothing obviously (laughs) nothing i've got nothing to say i've got two kids i'm just i'm just looking after my kids that's (laughs) it can i go now please that's very clever yeah that was my mistake 
I want to. I want to listen to that podcast. Was it? Was it? Was it? Has it been released? Has it been? Oh God! I hope it's. I hope I got all of them. I got it deleted. Um, <laughs> There'll be demand for that now. Just you scrabbling around for something to something to say when you've done nothing during the day and had no thoughts. Particularly at the yeah. start of lockdown. I don't know about you, but I was depressed. You know, at the start of lockdown. I, I certainly wouldn't want anyone to have heard my thoughts at the start of lockdown. I just, yeah, I just been, I was really yeah. depressed, but I didn't realise it at the time. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was, this is, this is something to talk about. No, <laughs> no, it's not. Well, there was a, yeah, there was a panic, wasn't there? In terms of like, my thing's got to be painting myself naked in the street. That's my thing. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Use, Did you see to... how that comedian used his time in lockdown? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. To use an, a beautiful Eleanor Tiernan expression, you were keeping your powder dry, and that's the that's the best that's the best thing, isn't it? Yes, <laughs> it's dry. I can tell you, <laughs> it is dry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah, I was talking about a month ago on this uh, about kind of comedians were just starting to take their clothes off online. I noticed kind of more and more, more and more flesh was because we were running it all running out of ideas. It's like, oh, maybe I can just take my top off. So. Um, I think that's gone away again now. It's, you know, it's peaks and troughs with the nudity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I guess, yeah, whatever you have to do for, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. for Instagram. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Online gigs though. You've done a, you've done a few, you've done a few. Um, how have they, are the best ones that you are part of, aren't they? I was talking to Mick Ferry about this, the, the comedy store that's already recorded. What a joy that is, I'm sure, just for that to be put well, out. Well, I mean, it's just so little work in it because they do <laughs> yeah. the, they put it together. Uh, and then you, like, I guess, go online at the time and, you know, interact with people who are, yeah. who are watching it. Um, so it kind of, you kind of, you have a presence that way, but... Um, do you ever get uh, any, do you ever get any kind of bad comments on on those things i might have done i've done a few of them and i don't look at the comments really but um <laughs> <laughs> i don't know I don't, I'm, I'm 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 never fearful of heckles in a club but in that environment i'm like oh don't look at the comments because i think i think people are more cruel in comments aren't they naturally on youtube and stuff like that uh possibly but i, I th yes definitely on youtube and i have on uh uh noticed recently like i have a youtube channel um but i've enabled comments and then the comments just come up as a notification on my <laughs> laptop so i could be in the middle of working or something oh, oh this person just commented on your youtube video <laughs> the most degrading situation but the thing that they don't realize is that they they describe me in the third person in the comments <laughs> but i just wish <laughs> they, would, they don't realize that they say oh she's got her fa she's got her facts wrong you know and I, I might you know comment underneath it. you're actually talking right to me you can <laughs> you've actually got your facts uh, wrong uh, on it uh, as regards the the, I think people are generally um, quite uh, quite nice so far. Uh, yes, I'm sure I've they seen. are. I'm sure um, they are. But I think I saw on your Twitter you you retweeted some comment that somebody had sent you, and I think written down it it, it always seems worse than in the not that you get really heckled <laughs> in a club really these days, but um, um, but yeah, I saw you I saw you retweet a very harsh um, comment the other day, and I'm just like, oh god, that's. Um, Oh, it's, 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 oh, that no, that was on a YouTube clip. Just yeah, the, yeah. yeah. How do, how does that does that affect you at all psychologically, or do you just think what a prick? Or yeah, I I think um, 
I think because the narrative now about YouTube comments is so such that it's 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 every loon under the sun. Mm. I've kind of managed to kind of in my head go out that it's not it's the, those people aren't aren't important. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I just think of YouTube. I guess as a bit as a bit um, not not even trustworthy. Uh, I guess in terms of you know what a person might be uh, that you know that that person could be being paid to comment on things i don't even <laughs> yeah. yeah everyone needs a by job my, now everyone needs my a high job. school bully <laughs> yeah yeah if there's any work going sending you awful comments and let me know i'll, I'll take that job up <laughs> of course i won't um yes yeah, so yeah apart from the few gigs you've done you know it comes you know obviously you've been a comedian for many many years how how are you coping kind of psychologically with the with the lack of lack of work presumably comedy makes you happy being on stage makes you happy and uh, how are you coping psychologically with the lack of that i know yeah uh it's it my because when before this was all happening and i haven't spoken to you about this at all but basically i was i was in the middle of something going on in my life right before lockdown happened and it was the kind of situation where you go oh my god this is shit but i really i'm really going to love writing about it and talking about it on stage in wow. a month's time and um that thing uh um it's I guess it's still ongoing, so I don't have the the on stage outlet now to right. kind yeah. of talk to talk about it. So I guess a part of me is kind of uh, uh, it, like it was it was going to be something I would I, I was planning to do my whole my Edinburgh hour about that, and right. then but now I, I guess. I, I guess it'll, it'll it might change things, you know, because it'll still be there. All the jokes will still be there to be done mm. in uh, in you know whenever this gigs gigs come back. But it just might feel like, you know, that's old news. That's old, you know. Talk about lockdown. That's that <laughs> feels. It's really hard to kind of talk about anything that isn't lockdown now. It's just kind of this kind of really been something. Uh, uh, thing that just it just you know it, it just takes takes precedence over everything else uh and i i guess i resent it uh, a bit for oh, i'm sure i'm sure when it's over people will want to hear about anything but lockdown I'd, I'd have thought but um yeah i mean that particular this particular thing that you that you were going through um, um i was i was talking to i don't know whether you want to give any details i'm sure you don't but i was talking to brendan burns about he's been going through a very you know, serious thing kind of um, six months, a year ago, and we were talking about putting it into comedy or not. And mm -hmm. I was saying, yeah, I went through something a couple of years ago and I made a brief decision to write a little bit about it, then pulled right back from it because I didn't want to be triggered by talking about it all the time. Have you, have you thought about that in terms of, do you think that psychologically talking about these things helps you or do you think talking about it might kind of keep bringing it up in your mind something that's uh you might be able to uh, deal with off stage you know this this kind of thing well basically no i and i actually i don't i don't mind saying it but i just mm. I'm, I'm reluctant to make things about me but basically i've oh God, uh, it's about you I've, this <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> this is why my podcast was no good. Um, <laughs> I'm reluctant to talk about me, so good night. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not, I refuse to have any guests on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but basically, um, I had, I've come out, um, come out of the closet. And, oh, okay. Um, yeah, so this was something that I had kind of been uh, wrestling with for a very long time. And I was, uh, uh, I guess, always a bit um, kind of, I guess, avoidant. In, like in, in stand-up, I talked about a, a lot. I would, I would talk around the issue an awful lot, but mm. I never kind of really kind of was like the, the direct route. This is, this is the kind of shit that is going on in my head. Yeah. Um, so um, this was, I guess it came to a head for me in February and March. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so, so late doing this in life. That was part of what delayed me you know for so long like it like because like once I got past 30 and I hadn't kind of dealt with it I was like well you can't you can't come out over 30 you know it's ridiculous uh it's just a ludicrous thing to do (laughs) and then but then it wasn't going away so you know another decade passed and you know suddenly I'm over (laughs) doesn't go away does it doesn't go away yeah, that's what I that's what I, I thought. Yeah, I can I can definitely attest to that whole <laughs> yeah. uh, theory. Definitely won't uh, won't go away. And um, yeah, I just had I guess the last year I had kind of maybe gotten a little bit more uh, philosophical about you know and and not taking myself so seriously. I think was what it, where I needed to go in my head mm. um, and. Then just a few few other things kind of just kind of happened at the same time, and then Philip Schofield came out in February, mm. and uh, I watched that and I thought, oh my god, you know, Philip Schofield come and come out, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and um, yeah, I just went, I just decided uh, to go there. I just um, okay. said, you know, I, like, and it didn't seem like the sadness thing to do but I just said it, the other the alternative is not you know you know I'm I, I'm, I want to I want, just want to wreck what I have basically and oh, just re, I mean, re, 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 rebirth myself if that, that's not too dramatic a way of thinking about it did, did um, you did you come out on did you have, did you come out on stage then or have you done that already or just... I've done it I've done it I did it maybe four times before the oh, okay. lockdown happened. I got and four did, gigs in right. and, and I did had, you, I did had you... to wait to, until I'd spoken to my parents so I had okay. I had to book a trip to Ireland oh. travel to Ireland you know have have the chat with them and oh, um goodness. That was part of it. And then I came back and I had four great gigs, four fucking like really awesome gigs that were yeah. just different to anything I had done before. Yeah. And yeah, like very, very fragile, very vulnerable, very like, like putting my, talk about putting yourself in the audience's hands. Oh. Uh, and I did, and I guess, um, like, yeah, I did, I did the, the backyard, I did, the angel comedy uh, that we know. Oh, uh, I did Excess Malarkey in Manchester. Yeah. Uh, and then I did one in um, up in Lancashire for Tom, a comedian called Tom Taylor. And yeah, yeah, yeah. they were just, they were just, just great. And uh, I was, I was just so excited about oh, I can imagine. What, it must have what, been... what 
Must yeah, what was going to become and what, you know, what the show I was hoping yeah. to do. Which was, because basically when I'd been in the closet all the time, like, I had this document on my computer, which was full of jokes that <laughs> I would tell if I were to allow myself to ever come out. And oh, but I would never come out. So that, that was just, they were just never going to be told. Uh, so that was, I guess, where I started with the material. And yeah. Um, they, yeah, I was having fun with it. And, you know, the audience were like, just talk about coming to meet you. They were absolutely, the ones I had were, were just incredible. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. And well, then I never had kind of feedback as well after, after shows where people were kind of going, oh my God, that, that, I, I too, I'm, I'm, I'm the same as you. I'm coming out oh. now, and I feel foolish for being the age I am for doing yeah. it because it just seems like now, like there's, there's so much said about you can't come out if you're, you know, you know, people come out at twenty, you're, you're twenty is late to come out now, uh, right. you know, because yeah. teenagers are so kind of on this, you know, issue and, um. Yeah. Uh, but was that was that one of the main reasons that was holding you back in in later years? You know, you just thought, oh, it's too old to to come out, or absolutely, what was that, yeah. yeah. Was that yeah. was that like was that the main thing holding you back, or was any kind of family or society you know, um, issues holding you back as well? So, well, I, it, it's 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 quite complicated, but yeah. I think was uh, I th I basically I kind of I feel like I had like a straight bully in my head for. 20 years just like not not letting this out and, and and where that has come from I think in myself was that I probably had some bullying when I was growing up and mm. to to give to hand people other people the tools that they would need to undermine or humiliate me that just felt like a very foolish thing to do and I felt that by coming out I was giving them that I was saying here this you know this this is this here's 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 my weakness you mm. know and I, I guess I had a, like, you know, I had a very, you know, uh, archaic understanding and, and you know, uh, you know, quite, quite, quite a lot of internalized homophobia that, to create that kind of scenario in your own head, in your own head. Mm. But um, the, um, uh, that, that's, that's, that's what led to the creation of this, this bully that kind of was just every, uh, every avenue, it would, it would reinvent reasons to stay in the closet and not, not address this. I, I, it, it, it would, on one hand, it would tell me you're not gay. It would bully me for being gay. It would also, you know, um, uh, tell me, well, it, it, even if you are gay, you can't come out because you're too old. Uh, yeah. And then Schofield come out, who was, older than me so I was like oh well I can't use that excuse anymore <laughs> he's stolen he's stolen my excuse uh, and the other thing I, I I thought that Schofield kind of undid in my head was that you I, I thought you couldn't be I couldn't be gay because I couldn't be a high functioning person and be in the closet <laughs> I thought those things not that I'm I, I'm not saying I'm as high in any league with, with Philip Schofield but like he, yeah. in terms of, I couldn't understand how somebody like him, with all of what, what he has to, I guess, channel and you know, uh, uh, you know, the, the space he has to hold for other people. How yeah. could he have so much going on eternally that he's not able to, he, or he, he he's able to keep it all going? So so he basically just kind of, just took a sledgehammer to two of the main reasons that I had in, 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 in the closet and for staying oh, wow. in the closet. And, wow. uh, yeah. I mean, there was, there was other, Incredible. there was other life circumstances that kind of coincided with the whole thing.
Yeah. Um, that's yeah. I mean, obviously at the time when Philip Schofield did that, there was a lot of, obviously it was all positive press saying this will help people. And here it is helping someone. That's, that's great. Well, that's it. And then now I'm like, oh God, you know, when I talk about it, I do get somebody comes to me and says, yeah, yes, you know, yeah. you've helped me. So it's almost like people talk about coming out and, oh God, we're, we're so advanced now. Is there any need to come out? You know, yeah. should people, I kind of feel like the value that there is in that process is that it gives a kind, there's a kind of a baton passing effect in that mm. Philip Schofield gave it to me and probably other people as well. I thought yeah. I was the only person in the world <laughs> left in the closet, you know, yeah. over, over 40. And then, you know, uh, you know, I hopefully, or, you know, uh, you know, or if, if, if hopefully somebody who needs it will, will possibly see, see me do, you know, listen to a podcast or see me doing comedy somewhere and it will, it will make it easier for them. Yeah. That's incredible. Incredible. And um, yeah, well, I could obviously talk to you all day about this, but I'd probably be uh, taking your, stealing your thunder for your next, <laughs> next, next show. <laughs> You'd be like, I want to keep some of my powder dry on this, but uh, yeah. I mean, is there yeah. still, uh, I guess one thing on it, uh, how much, how much fear is there now? You know, you were talking about the fear of saying it. Now you've said it. How much, how much fear is there now of the, of that bully? coming back and saying you've done the wrong thing or the bully in your head you know or yeah I, I feel like free of that. you know it, I it, it it's it actually like coming out is a huge kind of dent in it but mm. like I have to keep I have to keep working at it and the whatever it is or whatever it, it, it's it's uh, origin is it's 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 something that is is it's 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 not actually trying to keep me in the closet it just w wants to keep me from connecting with other people mm. uh and i i guess it's kind of tied tied in with my ego uh as well in that i i kind of you know i, I felt like maybe being gay i was i was uh, it was a bit less than uh other other people i want this is it. i just wanted to be like the you know the the the, the girl you know who's prom we don't have proms in ireland <laughs> like, but you know the, the prom queen and you know the, yeah. i didn't see very much you know i didn't i thought being a lesbian would get in, get in the way of that uh, so yeah. uh so yeah i i guess the straight bully kind of it it, it has kind of come back in a, in, in a way because it's kind of like oh well i was bisexual all along anyway that's kind of what it would i feel like if I was to give it a persona, that's what it would be saying. <laughs> right. now. You know, it's kind of like, because the, because the gay thing is not an issue for it anymore. Now it's like, it'll have to find something else uh, right. another way. But um, I guess, yeah, I'll be, I'll be, be ready yeah. for it. I hope. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's good to hear kind of, yeah. You saying the bully's been dented. That's great. You know, you dent the bully and then, yeah, I guess the more you talk about it, the more positive reactions that you are, I'm sure get universally then the bully goes away i mean is as as does therapy play any part in that i've talked you know i've heard you talk about therapy in the past is therapy still playing a part in you dealing with these issues or or not um so yeah i, I was doing therapy up to the up, up to the point that i came out and it was quite a quite an interesting like the thing that i needed to kind of sort out in my head mm. um was um i guess for me i needed to um separate um 
sexuality from my identity uh, and um I, I like i spent such a long time wondering if i was a lesbian you know and uh, i guess looking for some kind of dis definitive sign um wow. around it i was you know because you know i had fancied you know blokes in 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 the past you know and i i, I couldn't kind of you know I, I I was was I you know surely I'd have fancied none if I was a lesbian you know and uh, that's a reason to to stay in the closet but um, I guess and I you know I I tried saying that I was bisexual before oh. um, um, but what what therapy helped me was that I it it, it it helped me kind of see who I want to have sex with and my personal identity as a kind of a, a set they're two separate things. Oh. And I guess for me, being lesbian is something that I just am, whether or not I ever uh, um, get involved with women. That, that, that's it's it's just it explains who I am to myself. Yeah. So if I'm you know down in the hardware shop, when I'm in the closet and I find myself in that situation, part of me goes, you you know, this isn't very ladylike what, what are you what are you doing down here you know this isn't what a straight girl does well now i'm out and i can go and say, that's the, this is the crudest example ever no heterosexual women do do diy that's that yeah, you, you but, found that out now it's, yeah. it's fine <laughs> well, yeah, I guess it was like now being a lesbian, I can go down to the hardware yeah. store. It go, explains it, doesn't it? Why have I yeah. liked DIY all this time? Now I understand. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it's 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 kind of it's troubling to walk around for like you know years and years and not have those kind of <laughs> explanations, you know, and and just being just being a really shit straight woman. Um, <laughs> So, oh, it's great! It's great you're talking. A slightly better lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great you're talking to, yeah, to therapists about this because so often people even hide the the truth of themselves from their therapists. So, they're they're spending money on therapists and not actually, you know, keeping keeping the main thing back from them. So that's uh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I kind of had my therapist. I've been seeing him for about a completely different thing that was stressing me out mm. uh, and then when she said I'm finishing up, I'm going to go on maternity leave in two months that was the thing that made me go oh shit what you know I that I was like okay I've only I thought I had forever to kind of bring mm. this up okay. but then when she said when there was a suddenly there was a time limit on it I kind of went okay this is and it, it just it just all came out at that point it's, uh, so yeah. it's so it's so incredible so incredible I'm um yeah, I feel like if if we're allowed to do it, the government rules. I want to rush over the road and uh, give you a big because <laughs> uh, I just think yeah, this is incredible and uh, incredible for you personally and uh, incredible for your career and everything else. As you say, yeah, talking about it in those four gigs must have been amazing and the reaction and helping people and stand up and particularly you know your type of stand-up is about being honest isn't it about uh, so it must be incredible to think now i can be a hundred percent honest with the with the audience you know yeah yeah it's kind of just staying in my right size and not kind of not being bigger or any smaller than i am just just to yeah just as you say yeah just try to be try to be honest yeah beautiful amazing <laughs> eleanor i just Thanks. think that's so incredible
Wow. I don't know what to say. But I, I tell you what, you should bring your podcast back. You've got more to <laughs> you've got more to say than you thought, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know if I'll let you podcast about it. Yeah. Uh, I think it's I'll coming back, it Eleanor. I really yeah. do, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Maybe you weren't ready at the start of lockdown, but it sounds like you're ready now. And it's uh yeah, brilliant to hear. Yeah, I really do love talking about it. So yeah, thank you for having me on. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much. Is there Anything else we should point people to, uh, <laughs> apart from your YouTube, to slag you off? Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just comment that, that re just replicate that that past comment, which is pure shite. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> replicate that exact one, and then I'll know. I'll know. <laughs> um, yeah, no, just uh, just my socials. That, that'd be great. Thanks, Nathan. No, great. We will. Uh, we will link people to that Eleanor thank you so much what a wonderful story what a uh, what a wonderful thing thank you so much for sharing it with me and with everyone else lots of love to you thanks wow the amazing Eleanor Tin and there oh my goodness thank you so much to Eleanor please check her out at eleanortiernan.com at eleanortiernan on Twitter she is one of our very best comedians and yeah wow uh, thank you so much again Eleanor for sharing that with us all incredible so that was our show for today join us again on Tuesday for more psychomedy please listen back on all the daily shows all the main shows Please give us a five-star review. Please spread the word. Psychomedy is produced by Mike Hansen at Pop People Productions. Check out psychomedy.co.uk. There are mental health tips there from our counselling professional partners at threadup.co.uk. They're there to support you if you need any help at all. And if you'd like to support the podcast, it is patreon.com slash Nathan Cassidy. Thank you again, Eleanor. Incredible. My goodness. We've done now 61 episodes of this during lockdown. Each one has been uh, amazing for me. Thank you to everyone for listening, even if you've just listened to one. I know there are people out there that have listened to all 61. Lots of love to you all. Thank you so much. I'm Nathan Cassidy. Stay healthy. Stay optimistic. Tune back in for more Psychomedy on Tuesday. Pod people.